but at least not David Richter. <laughs> nice. I think I'm going to open it with that. You should. We now return you to regular programming. Welcome back to Taco Court Fantasy Football League Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Nate 530 on our show on all socials, YouTubes, and podcast platforms at Taco Court Pod. Thanks for listening wherever you're listening. Be sure to like, leave a review, maybe leave a comment. Let us know what you want to hear in the next ones. Today, I'm joined once again by the host of 58 West King Podcast after his self-imposed suspension uh, from last week. Tony, how's it going? It's good. Uh, incredibly grateful to be back. Um, I wrote to the commissioner's office, got my self-imposed suspension lifted just in time for the holiday season. And if you're listening to this in podcast form, you can't see, but we're both wearing Christmas hats. Uh, yep. My little puffy ball on the ed- end of my uh, Santa hat. It's a little bit bigger than yours. Size doesn't really matter here, Nate. It's just, you know, it's it's the holiday season. That's, that's it's all, all relative. That it's all relative. Yep. So I'm in, I'm in 4K and 1080p. You're in like... 360 right now so it obviously has a big difference on you know being able to articulate and display what is accurate to the visual eye <laughs> anyways it's christmas week here at talk court fantasy football league and it is christmas week in the world so um we're going to talk about some christmas stuff here this episode but we'll also hit into what is on top of our mind coming out of in and out of into this next week We'll hit each other with a question for manager on manager. We'll cover some NFL and sports news and notes, a league update here. We're in the playoffs of fantasy football season. We'll do a draft, and then we will leave you with a rave before banger of the week. I just noticed, Tony, I'm looking at the show notes. I have uh, a top three as the draft because me and mm-hmm. Terrence did top three. Do you have enough to do five? Uh, I mean, as long as you don't steal them, I came... I came prepared with seven or eight, maybe. I okay. don't know. Yeah, okay. well, I'm we good, should be good. We, we can make good. it up. Let's let's do top five. So I have like 11 of them, I think. So we'll be good there. So look, you're welcome, listeners. We got five <laughs> things to draft this week, not just three. So anyways, top of mind, out of last week into this week, Tony, what you got? How much money $1 billion is? Um, looked it up. Average American makes about, you know, 1 million, maybe a little bit more throughout their life. If they make 40 to 50 grand a year, you know, go ahead and do the math on your own. Uh, if that's through 40 years of employment. Um, so a billion dollars is 1000 of those, what one person would make, you know, throughout a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Someone recently spent $44 billion on a social media platform. Ooh, we're going to get here. that same, this is that fun. same person. It's Taco Corp. That's what we do. That same person <laughs> also lost $100 billion across their net wealth or 100,000 times what the average American makes throughout their lifetime. Mm-hmm. So my Tesla stock is down over 55% <laughs> since that someone went down this path. So if he could go back to not tweeting nonstop, that'd be fantastic. It's that really would be good. fantastic. 55%. And just for context, in that same span, a little over a year, the S&P is only down 17%. So it's definitely this person. And I'm pissed. My portfolio is hurting. It's killing me. Down 17%. How much you think? How much of his net worth was that you think that he lost right there? I think it is it it 17%. Like, 17? Or his no? net worth peaked at like 340 billion. Mm-hmm. 
340 yeah. billion. Yeah. And it's estimated that he lost a little over 100 billion in the last year over a, a litany of things, a lot of things. Yeah. 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 Interesting. But mo mostly it's just my portfolio. That's that's where that's what at. that's what we're caring about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting poor by the minute. <laughs> they told me I got me kids. I got to put them through college. <laughs> They're not going to go to college. Trade school, your, whatever. They're going to get some certifications. It's expensive. It's going to cost me money. All right, Nate. Your kids are going to be internet famous one day. So <laughs> they don't, you don't need college for like 99% of the jobs out there. What What do you need college for? We need college to be what? Because they recommend or they prefer. No, they mandate that you are certified for teachers, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have degrees to do law and then mm -hmm. what? Medicine? medicine what yeah. what else uh i don't know off the top of my head that, that yeah. sounds pretty good I think that's about it right so anything else you can learn on the internet youtube this great platform um you want to change the headlight on your honda you could do that you want to figure out where your water heater is in your house you can do that right mm -hmm. you, you, all kinds of stuff in there uh top of mind for me um Elon was a big topic at work today. It got kind of weird, right? I was just talking about the internet yeah. in general, and it'll be part of my rave later on. But um, the internet's a fascinating place. Twitter's a fascinating place. Um, but I do find myself, and I've talked about this a little bit before, that I think I'm really an addictive person. When mm -hmm. I get into something, I get into it, and then at a spur of a moment, like I can squirrel into being addicted to something else. And the yep. internet's been like that for me over the last few weeks or a month or so. Um, part of that is Twitter. I find, you know, Tony episode, I believe it's 24 of your podcast from the minute number 40, uh, 40, I think it's 42, 36 to 47 minute. I have it screenshot in my phone because I was going to post something today on the socials about it, about this is very relevant. Uh, 40 minutes, 26 seconds all the way to 47 minutes. It was the first conspiracy corner that we did on your podcast where I talked about the term conspiracy theory, right? And that it's a conspiracy theory that on like the definition of the term conspiracy theory is it's, is its own conspiracy. So um, I kind of brought that up at work today or whatever a little bit, right? Cause there's things about JFK coming out or, you know, I think, I think it was like Tucker Carlson. It's, mentioned on the news national news like a few days ago that talked to somebody who knows about this case because we're getting to that time frame where classified documentation expires being classified right unless they determine they need to keep it classified which they probably yeah. will because this is you, a you can classify incident. stuff forever yeah. the 50 years is it a set thing yeah yeah right but that time frame's coming up so people are yeah. asking questions and all these uh freedom of information act stuff is going out and stuff like that mm -hmm. well this guy who knows all these documents and stuff had said hey the cia was involved in the assassination of jfk right so the internet's blowing up and then you got twitter files going nuts which i find pretty interesting right just from my own like i just it's interesting to me i find it fascinating or whatever like that but then i found myself in these big holes right and i look at the comments of people on twitter and i understand that it is a very loud minority of the human beings in the world but it yeah. does take over a lot of my life and my energy and my time to where i can stay up till three four o'clock reading tweets that people put out and then be like shit i need to get a couple hours rest or whatever and then i just go sleep on my kids floor because they'll wake up to my alarm and wake me up right so mm -hmm. that's the shit that i end up doing but 
um, yeah, so internet, fascinating place. We talked a little bit about that stuff at work today. It was kind of awkward because the guy, one of the guys there, right? Most of us can just have a conversation. There's one guy who's like really adamant on one side of the house, you know, or whatever. And he just, when he talks, it's like demeaning like, right? It's like, you're not having a cock. And I'm like, this is weird. But in every other thing that you talk to him about, it's pretty, I mean, he's pretty fair, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever, but he has beliefs and stuff like that. But he goes to like these super extremes and I do it too in times, but um that it's like, well, duh, duh, duh. and I'm like, God damn, like, it's not, I was just telling you how <laughs> the internet makes me feel right. Yeah. And the things I find fascinating, but that's that, that to get into also, um, do you know who Graham Hancock is, Tony? Have no. you heard of Graham Hancock? So I saw a clip on, it was a short form video and it was a clip from a Joe Rogan podcast. And it's great. Just did Graham Hancock since like the nineties. And even before that, anybody wrote his first book in the nineties called fingerprints of the gods but he his theory is that there was advanced civilization wiped out by the ice age or a cataclysmic event after the ice age right big melting mm -hmm. we had this big global warming and water rose up 400 feet and that there's this advanced civilization that taught hunter gatherers things and he believes that based off of archaeological sites and stuff like that right and the things mm -hmm. that we see and there's stuff all across the globe that came up around the same time they're they're dated around the same time of going back 13,600 years ago or something like that right somewhere around uh 11600 BC time frame that all display kind of the same images and then the the intricate details of the sites face certain stars at certain moments and stuff and they all do it right and they're North America South America uh Egypt when you're looking at great pyramids and things like that, uh, sites in Turkey and sites in the U.S., I guess, I guess you could say, right? Even one of them being in Ohio, which is actually pretty dope. Um, but I got into this and like the – so top of mind, I guess you could say, going back to what the topic is, is like the the start of man or what we know as man, right? And it's it, – I think it all ties into like what we're told to believe and what we're not – what like – alternate thinking or criticism of what the facts presented are not necessarily turning into uh cynicism of the facts i guess you would say right because mm -hmm. he gets a lot of cynicism for his way of thought and all this kind of stuff and has for over 30 years where science has basically been like you're dumb and they like corner him and like not allow him to sell books on amazon us and like the the like uh how do you say that the scholar aspect of science and stuff like that right science archaeology and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. really pushed him off or whatever like that for a long time and then over the last few years more evidence has come out that he's talked about over and over and over to where they're like some of these guys who were critics or cynic how do you say that word cynicism gave him cynical? cynicism cynical that's a word yeah mm -hmm. cynical towards him um are like yeah we should probably look into this because it's starting to make sense right and then Netflix actually made a documentary with this dude. Uh, I forget what it's called, but um, if you look up Graham, type in Graham Hancock in Netflix, you'll end up seeing it. But it's eight part series, and it just released November 11th. Shout out Veterans Day! But it's actually pretty good, and you can see all these sites and kind of make up your own decisions or whatever like that. But mm -hmm. it's interesting and it's fascinating. And I'm getting ready to go to New York this weekend for Christmas Day to watch the Knicks and it's got me. That's the first time I've ever taken a trip by myself. 
mm-hmm. um, to go anywhere like leisure wise. Like I've been places for work and stuff like that, but it's kind of not the same as taking a vacation, I guess you could say, yeah. right? Like I've gone to places <clears throat> and got to see the parts of the world and stuff like that. Really grateful for that. But um, it got me thinking about other places that I want to go visit. Right. And I'm thinking about those type of sites and stuff like that, but all in the thing of like alternate thought or critique into um, what's been told to us and stuff like that. And then people not believing it, but then maybe interesting facts that lead you to believe that stuff. Um, it's just something that keeps me up at night and it's top of mind. Also it's Christmas and I don't have my kids here this year. It's the first time I haven't spent Christmas with my kids. So what else do yeah. I got to do than go down conspiracy holes, but um, lots of time for rabbit holes. Yeah, but it's been fun. And then I was thinking back to like, when was the date that we did that podcast? So I spent last night like an hour going through and been like clicking conspiracy corner in there or whatever like that and figured yeah. out where it was. It took me about an hour. I, to I looked it up while you were going on at July, 2020. Yeah. Episode 28. Well done. 2020, man. We're there. Um, so anyways, conspiracies. That's that's top of mind. But um, yeah, that's that. Let's move on to manager. I'm manager. I got a question for you, Tony. What was Christmas Day like for you mm-hmm. as a child? Did you guys have any like traditions or do anything that was like too specific to your family or whatever? Yeah, a couple. Um so we had like my mom's side, my dad's side. Uh, my mom's side, we'd go and open presents on Christmas Eve, like <clears throat> before midnight. Then we'd go home. And then our own thing was like opening uh, Christmas presents on the day of. Like we'd wake up at, you know, five, six, whatever, whenever the sun came up, open mm-hmm. presents. And then up until my great grandfather or step, I don't know how to say that, great step, great grandfather. It was my great grandma's uh, second husband. <laughs> it's complicated. And once he passed away, like the family got complicated just because like they divorced. I don't know. Um, weird. I was young. Didn't really understand at the time. But um, while they were still alive, we would go on Christmas Day to, to her house, uh, my great grandma's house. And everyone would cook. The aunts, the uncles, the cousins, everyone would come out. We'd eat. We'd watch, you know, whatever basketball, football, whatever was on. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd play games like we'd play poker with like change. Uh, we'd play outside you know, football in the streets, obviously it was fun. And that happened, you know, every year, pretty much for every holiday up until, like I said, my great grandfather passed away. Uh, definitely have a lot of good memories, a lot of good ingredients for like, just making good memories as a kid. Yeah. We kind of sucks like being disconnected from all of that family, uh, back in California. They don't do it anymore, but like my brother's on the East coast, you know, much of my family is still on the West coast. We're in Colorado. So like, that's something my kids won't, you know, have a chance to experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we never really had that kind of growing up is weird. We, we were the ones who moved away. So yeah. all of our family was in the central Valley of California. And then we moved up to North, just North of Sacramento. And the only other people up there were my dad's mom and her husband. So I mm-hmm. guess the same kind of thing, right? Step grandfather, I guess you could say. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, he was our grandfather. He was the only guy we knew learned about my real grandpa at like sixth grade or something like that. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but for us, Christmas day, me and my sister would always wake up super, super early, right. Way too early, go through our stocking, try to put it back together and stuff like that. And then try to wake up our parents super early. Right. Uh, yeah. It'd be like no later than five thirty a.m. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> right. And then, um, and then so our dad would get up and all that kind of stuff. And then my mom would have to take a shower and all this kind of stuff, right? Get her chair mm-hmm. ready, 
in front of the tree or whatever it'd take like an hour and we'd always be banging on her bedroom door like <laughs> hurry up and she's like just trying to like yeah get an extra 30 minutes take a dump fucking shower and wake up a little bit right because they were just up till like 3 30 getting stuff ready for christmas so um but we would open up presents and then we would drive up to reno so by eight o'clock we already had breakfast we drive up to reno and then i got the burps because i've been drinking diet coke again um we drive up to reno and go to this casino called boomtown and this is like in the 90s so they mm -hmm. had the, the greatest kid arcade of all time like think david busters inside of a casino mm -hmm. and then they had a miniature golf course in there 3d um like motion theater i guess you would say and a bunch of other things and if you got a wristband they give you like twenty dollars worth of tokens and you could do all the mini putt and 3d movie stuff so my parents would leave me and my sister granted i was born in 86 so this is like the early to mid 90s right so no more than 10 years old leave us mm -hmm. there in the game area or whatever like that and there was this wasn't a time where there was like you know how chuck e cheese stamps your hand and you gotta have the same stamp and all this other yeah. shit right nothing like that it was just like go there like anybody could have taken us whatever but and there's no technology to track us or have a phone or anything like that and our parents would just check on us like every hour and a half or whatever like that me and my sister would just play they bring us some more cash to get tokens or whatever and then we just hang out and then after it was kind of cool because that was the only way we got to see snow too like we're at the bottom of the foothills so you can see snow all over the mountains kind of like here Right, like 20 mm -hmm. minutes and then you can get snow 20 25 yeah. minutes um but we drive up there do that and then we go back down and go do dinner with my grandma and there'd be times i remember one time specifically my grandma got pissed because she was like why do you guys do that it's christmas you don't need to be going to no casinos and all this kind of stuff and it's about family and all this stuff but then she her and my dad got into it and she's like what do you want for dinner and my dad's like i really don't care she's like well what do you want he's like i don't I really don't care. Like, it's just food, right? Like, we're just going to be together. That's fine. And then she's like, tell me what you want. He's like, well, fuck it. Just make chili dogs. So my grandma out of spite and she's like from England, right? Came over on a boat <laughs> in like the 20s <laughs> or yeah, the late 20s. So she made fucking chili dogs out of spite and just, and she was mad about it. And we were all geeked because we got chili dogs. Whatever. Oh, love so chili dogs. It was like one of the best Christmases ever. We shoved it right in her face. It was awesome. But, yeah. <laughs> She's still living. So if, grandma, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but uh, it was pretty funny. So that was us. You got a question for me? There you go. Yep. Um, I don't know if I should lead into this. I just, I'll, I'll just ask it. Are you changing the Sacco rules for Taco Corp after the season? <laughs> Dude, um, I was so hoping that you would have lost last the last week of the season, but Terrence's team stinks. So uh, because you would have been the regular season Sacco right for that and a good chance of getting the sacco uh, yeah, yeah the chance getting yeah. the sacco um so i have a recommendation I, before you answer can i okay. can i spill yeah, it go ahead. i, I should have just let in with it so yeah. you know you i think you said you like to keep people engaged right because people just give yeah. up if they're yeah. you know going to get the sacco four weeks out they'll just stop messing yeah. with their team your league it costs a hundred dollars to play like if someone gives up at week nine like that's that's a problem you should probably kick them out hundred dollars a lot of money mm -hmm. um probably for everyone in the league. Um, but for, for your last, uh, what, three weeks, right? Week mm -hmm. 15 or week, what, what would it be? Week 16, 17, 18 for playoffs or no yeah. 15, 16, 17. Sorry. 15, 16. I'm taking it back one. <clears throat> um, have a cash prize for a consolation bracket winner, like half their dues back or something. And that for, would like, that would like create six. That would create some incentive, like to keep people going. 
I'm not paying and, anybody for finishing six. Mo- That's fucking ridiculous. It's two. It's twofold, right? Okay. You keep people going because they get a chance to win money. Anyone can win that that consolation yeah. bracket, right? Um, and it punishes like you would still punish the actual sacco, the team that sucked for 14 <clears throat> weeks. Mm-hmm. So you have a real sacco, the winner of the league, whoever won in the you know the winners bracket gets to punish them, mm-hmm. and then you keep the engagement going because people are still playing for 50 bucks or whatever. You could set the the price to. Hundred bucks, yeah. get all your money back. I don't, I don't know what you would do there, but I've heard that on a couple of shows. That's what people do to keep the their managers going. Yeah, I think so. I was talking to Nick about this probably last week. I think we were talking about it because we were, or no, it was the leading up to the last week of the regular season because we were like, "Yo, Tony could get the regular one and the other <laughs> one," and then at that point, we're gonna like create a trophy. We're gonna three get someone to three D print something on Fiverr of like a trophy of your head. So then that'll be like the trophy for like the worst manager of all time. It'll be called the Tony. And then you have to put it in like your main living room. Right. And it'll have to be there all the time. So we're like, Hey, can you imagine Tony having to tell his kids like, cause they're like, why is there a statue of your head here? Right. And then you have to explain why there's a statue of your head. It's not because you're like completely narcissistic. It's just because you suck that bad. Right. Um, we might still do that, but, um, what I thought about was like, okay, Sacco punishment being regular season, right? Or whatever like that. But then we were talking about it. So it came up when we were talking about Deion Sanders going to Colorado, right? Because their first home game is like the first weekend, I think, in September or the second weekend in September. Um, and it's against Nebraska and it's a home game. Uh mm-hmm time to be determined i guess you could say so it might be like a prime nighttime game or whatever and it's in boulder it's an hour and 35 hour 40 minutes away or something mm-hmm. like that so we had talked about well that'd be cool to do that as like our meetup whatever this year right like people can come to colorado we can probably you know go up to denver or outside of denver northeast of denver right a little bit northwest of denver just a little bit and like get like an airbnb do some shit in Colorado, Denver, go see Coors Brewery, whatever it is, right? Go see stuff. Maybe go mm-hmm. catch a baseball game or something like that and then catch that time, that game. Right? Yeah. Yearly annual meetup type of thing. First one. Do that for that. Deion Sanders is going to be hype. There's going to be all these new players yeah. there, whatever. The atmosphere would be cool. So we talked about that. But in that, we talked about regular season Sacco being the – being the punishment one and then the losers of the loser bracket like picking up a bar tab or whatever type of tab up to like whatever 150 bucks or something right it gets everybody a beer or two or something like that for whenever we do meet up season or something like that so um yeah if you suck suck the league might cost you 250 or something like Mm -hmm. that every year but um the likelihood of somebody getting that you know three four times let alone two um, in this league is very rare. There's only a select few people who have ever done it. Um, and I mean one. So uh, that was something not I came once, up with. Not once have <laughs> I had the worst record and been the actual sack. That's the thing. Like I love the the incentive to keep people yeah. going. Cause then people yeah. are fighting for, you know, players on the waiver wire, uh, making it difficult, right. For the top six yep. managers, but you're, we've been letting them off the hook. What, how many years have you been going? Nine, 10 years now? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. So nine or 10 years and the worst finishing team in the regular season has never been punished. 
Yeah. Sometimes you've had teams that have won two games. Yeah. I think multiply like two times and they haven't been the Sacco. Like that's. Yeah. I'm yeah, taking this to my local congressman and this is, this is. I think we'll do that. I like that idea of like a punishment being one of them. Right. And then like, whatever, like two, two rounds for the, for the crew. Right. Whenever we do a meetup or something like that. And I like that. There's, there's two different things there. And then it's also a way to get everybody together and, you know, something to look forward to or whatever like yeah. that. And we could do something like that every single year. So, cause that's something I really want to do. And I really want to do it with this Colorado Buffalo and Nebraska Cornhusker game. I think that would be pretty cool to storied hype. programs back in the nineties. They were the fucking dudes, right? Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Fucking frost. You had, uh, Rashawn Salam, all these great athletes that played in these things in the triple option, wishbone offenses and stuff like that of the nineties. Mm -hmm. And they get to play Deion Sanders opening game in Boulder. So um, yeah, that was something we thought about, but um, that we're looking at doing. Let's do it. Yep. Yep. We might, what do you think? So um, we were talking mm -hmm. about that, like as just the dudes only or like families welcome as well. Kids, maybe. Mm, they get, it get pricey taking a family of four. Yeah, to a game. The tickets probably not so much. It's just Colorado, but you got mm -hmm. a big school coming to town, right? They got to yeah. pay that bill. Um, and they don't have the money to food. pay Deion. They don't about have the money to board. pay Deion Sanders either. So yeah. the, the athletic director said they asked him, you know, how are you going to pay for the five million dollars salary? He's like, we don't got it. <laughs> that's where you got the money from he's like we don't got it but we're gonna get it right they so, had it they they just invested heavily in ftx i think yeah yeah that's what it was so, <laughs> bankbros.com arena miami do you see they tried to do that Bankbros put in like a 10 million dollar offer to sponsor the or something something outrageously higher than everybody else once ftx like fell i out. trust i trust them more than i would any type yeah. of crypto market for sure dude they're they are miami that's where the bang bus is so <laughs> i i googled like what who is bang bros but um that's that's what i learned on the internet so yeah yeah more stuff well, that keeps me up at night do some research later yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, NFL League news and notes. We'll cover our fantasy playoffs right now. This is a podcast, if you're a first-time listener, around the personalities within our fantasy football league. That's how it started, get us getting to know each other, because we're all kind of scattered around the globe, but we all kind of know each other through mm -hmm. somebody, right? We're Eskimo, Eskimo fantasy managers, I guess you could say. I think that's the thing, right? Like, we've all played fantasy football with each other, been in the same league. We fucked other people up in fantasy, and then we just all came together to be one. Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I think you just coined it. I coined it, right? We're we're Eskimo managers. So <laughs> um recapping last week in the championship bracket. Speaking of Eskimo brothers, the Eskimo brothers beat me uh 138-88 to 97.58. My team did not do well. I lost Debo Samuel. I think it hurt the team's morale a little bit oh, for sure. my team is not mentally strong right i talk a lot about momentum is bullshit because you know if you look at teams like the minnesota vikings justin jefferson was in the locker room this last weekend and said hey we only need five touchdowns I'm like what the fuck are you talking about right well yeah we only need five touchdowns you stop them we'll score the touchdowns boom what do they do score the touchdowns winning overtime bang right like momentum the the mentally weak was on the annapolis Colts side the mentally strong was on 
the Minnesota Vikings side. This is what happened to me and the Eskimo brothers right here. He moves on and faces the pocket dogs, the number one overall seed this season in the second round. In the other matchup, we had Brandon and too hot to handle with 130, 153 points beating boner jams. 03 and that's Matt 143. Um, and Brandon moves on to face Clint. So the two, Technically, I guess they might be Eskimo brothers, right? The Pocket Dogs and Password is Taco. They've lived together for 100%. a while. Um, James has always wanted to be Clint, and Clint always, you know, stands really tall. So, you know, Clint top, James bottom, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's reversed a little bit, right? They give us one image, but it's really the other way. Mm-hmm. Clint could be a bottom. He's very quiet. So James is a big stocky guy, even though he's yep. like five deception. foot three. Yeah, deception, right? They've, they've bamboozled us all. But anyways, Brandon takes on Clint. And the winner of those two matchups will meet up next week in the final. And moving on to our Sacco bracket, this one's getting awkward and weird, right? So you had Nick and three penis wine. He beats Trey, and I shave my balls for this, 153 to 105. So Trey is in the running for Sacco this year. That would be pretty interesting in itself. And then you had Tony Patriot. You got smoked by Milford Academy by 2018 points, 123 to 105. Um, Not good. This is uh, two weeks. JT two went weeks down like JT went down like second carry of the game, and I I knew from that point on it was not going to be good. Yeah, two weeks in a row you got beat by this guy. He's the I one. Beat I beat Terrence. Oh no, you beat him last week. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. this was his right? payback. Yeah, revenge game. It's Milford Academy revenge game. So you're in the hunt for Sacco, and you and Trey kind of have the same amount of points. And then I. IR5 and Niner, it's hard to read his team name because it changes every single week. Lost to the Murder yeah. Boners in his auto-draft team, 165 to 136. So Chad is in the running as well. He is the regular season Sacco this year. Uh, he is in the running for Sacco, but he's 30 points ahead of both you and Trey. And then this week, you got you and him face off. So this is a, a critical matchup here, Tony, that you got. How do you feel about your chances to come away with the victory and avoid, potentially avoid Sacco punishment? For the third time. I, I, I feel like you're glossing over something very important. Third um, third time. What's that? You're glossing over something very important. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of bearing the lead here. So a big part of the Vikings comeback against the Colts uh, mm-hmm. this past weekend was, uh, I forget which defensive lineman was uh, that defender getting that finger up Matt Ryan's butt. Is that kind of what Peterson did oh, to you shit. in your guys' matchup? I, I just had a mouth for the <laughs> listeners only. I just had a mouthful of Diet Coke and nearly spit it everywhere across this thing. <laughs> so so my, question, my question to you is, did Josh Peterson stick a finger up your butt to secure that win? I wouldn't be able to feel it anyways. You should see the shits that I take. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're like full-on polo sausages that are – I mean – I'm just trying to compete with my youngest daughter. She okay. takes logs that I just can't comprehend. But yeah, I'm, kids take the largest shits. Known how to did man. that I've come never, out of you? I scrub yeah. you every night. I know what it looks like. Yeah. Like, I don't think they sell uh, tools for the toilets to like <laughs> break those things in half. It's just a plunger. Like, I got to get the plunger dirty before I can actually start plunging. You it's, need the poop knife. We need to put, is, is that a thing? <laughs> it's a thing. Like, uh, yeah, it's a thing. We should have put that in our, uh, our gag gifts or whatever the poop knife, but yeah, the, the poop, poop knife. knife is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to the Sacco thing. I, I'm scared. Um, my team just lost Jonathan Taylor. My first round pick. Uh, I lost Rashad Bateman, never really had him, but lost him <laughs> halfway through the season. Uh, Colts offense stinks. So, like I have Michael Pittman as my number one wide mm-hmm. receiver. Uh, Judy, Oh, dude, my team's trash. I this is stupid. Mm-hmm. 
it's a miracle that I wasn't the regular season Sacco. I don't know how I managed that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's not good. It's not looking good for Tony Patriot. Yeah, I think it's going to be between you and you and Chad there. I think Trey's got a team that can put up a little a, a little bit more points than yeah. you guys can. I think so. he'll he'll get a win probably against me, but all these guys can get a win. Like I don't even think I'm going to win one. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be bad. It's going to be fun though. Who do you think wins it? Wins the whole league? The whole thing? Yeah. I haven't looked at the teams, but uh, I saw. I think Clint's team went off. I know he was on bye yeah. last week, but I, Clint's got a good squad. Uh, James has a good squad. It's probably going to be one of those two bastards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to keep it in the family. Yeah, can you imagine living in that house, man? And there's just trophies everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Clint's probably taking champions this year too. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So. Hey, in your league, right? So speaking of the Colts running back situation right now. So I am mm-hmm. in the playoffs and I'm pretty sure I don't want to say it because I'm going to jinx myself. <laughs> I have the best team in that league. Bar none. It is ridiculous. I scored more points on by last week than anybody else scored. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had bad performances up and down my roster. It's wild. But there's four teams left. Right. And it's a mm-hmm. fab league as well. I have $51 worth of fab left. The next highest are two different players that have 40. Mm -hmm. And there is Zach Moss and Deion Jackson, both on the waiver wire. My thoughts are I'm going to put $41 on Zach Moss. Do you think that is the right move to do Zach Moss as opposed to the pass catching back? It just depends on the person you're playing. Do they need a running back? Do they need a flex? If they do. Blocking him is probably the smart strategy, right? Even if you My don't play whole him, thing I, is I I'm never wouldn't. gonna play him. I'm never gonna play yeah, the I guys, wouldn't. right? It's solely a block move or whatever like that. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick one of them up. Do you think Zach Moss is the guy that I should pick up? He's the one who got the between the tackle carries and stuff like that. He got then, a ton of carries. I think 24 or 23 yeah. carries. Deion Jackson just caught passes, so he scored more points last week, I believe. Yeah. The uh, I guess the asterisk uh, behind those twenty four carries was that they were winning. They were up by what was it thirty three nothing at one point or thirty three seven. That's not going to happen again, right? So they might be throwing to the running back, and that's going to be Deion Jackson. Oh. So maybe you just go with the cheaper option, save your fab for uh, the next round. But I think I'm I just going to take Zach Moss to block somebody, and then I'm going to no. put a le- I'm going to put the other ten or whatever I have left on Deion Jackson. Take them both, and then. Take them both potentially, but I have to drop one player that I probably don't want to drop in that league. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm primed to to take a championship in that league. You know your guys' buddy, Josh Callis, right? You know why he lost this last week. Did I don't you, know oh, I know. I he bought he bought the narrative. The narrative was out there from like <clears throat> nine tenths, like ninety percent of the podcast. He's like play Jeff Driscoll. He has tight end designation. Complete. No, he's not Taysom Hill. Don't do that. that. It's Houston. That's what you fucking get. Getting cute. You, You're getting cute when in the you playoffs. do that dumb shit. The same people that housed Taysom Hill because he scored one one week of like thirty something points, and people are like, yeah. "Oh, you can get a quarterback in the tight end position." Yeah. This, 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 right? Never happened again. Yeah. And you you play that bullshit game in the playoffs. Like, this is why I believe there's a god. I don't know if it's the god that we're told and all the stories. Right? I think it's also part of this whole. Like everybody has the same story of this mythological feature person with a big beard, and mm-hmm. tall stature coming and teaching them these things and telling them these things about a great flood and all this stuff, right? It's kind of the story of Moses and everybody has it, but it dates back so much farther, mm-hmm. different civilizations and stuff like that. This is why I believe it because people like that do those things and they are reprimanded for it. And I'm glad because he wins by 10 points. 
He wins by 10 can, points if he if he plays either one of his other two tight ends. Can I share something with the the YouTube viewers? Uh, I think this is this is why he played uh, Jeff Driscoll. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share my screen here so people can okay. can see and kind of understand why I have this theory. Yeah. So it's it's a window. Let's see. Yeah. So I saw I looked at his thing or whatever like that, but oh my god, I think the this guy is has why. Cakes. I think this is why Josh played him. <laughs> yeah. Baby's got back. Like that guy, look, it's a Christmas episode. That thing is two Christmas hams. It might be four Christmas hams loaded up in that thing. Holy cow. I don't know how to zoom in on this, but um, we're you don't even at a need to zoom of... in. It is it is taking up this whole picture is maybe taking up a tenth of the screen. And and there's one part of it that takes up a fourth of the screen. That thing, like, you know, I'm single. If Jeff Driscoll comes to me, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I'm starting in the playoffs. That's what's happening. I'm eating that thing. Like, <laughs> you know, grocery getting high, man. Like if you can eat a little bit of that. You'll be good to go. Just, oh my I God. mean, you just, it's like a spiral too. It's like perfectly round shaped or whatever. So you just take a little a slab off of it. It's like getting prime rib at a casino buffet. It's, Holy it's smokes. Woo! Yeah. If you saw that picture, you'll understand why Josh yeah. Callis did it nice and medium rare so it's got some push into it right it's not all hard holy cow Woo! they yeah. gave him like the transparent pants in that picture too like yeah uh yeah. uh dunbar I, I forget the dude's first name he was running back for the cowboys standing right next to him yeah you know he has darker pigment skin you can't see through his pants the way you can yeah. see through driscoll's What's, yeah, if, that's intentional. If you're, on the, if you're on the audio, just look up Jeff Driscoll booty. Or, and then if you want, yeah. you can just type in Jeff, Jeff Driscoll Florida and you'll see this picture. It's it's phenomenal. You'll know. It'll, it should be. Or Nate and one. I will send it to you. We all have it in our phones. Just ask <laughs> yeah. us. It might be my lock screen. Um, <laughs> uh, that's good. I, I think I'm primed to make a run in that league. It would be interesting to win. I have some graphics that I've um, thought oh, of that it. I'm going to make um, that are going to solely trash on your guys's buddy i'm gonna put like his body bent over with jeff Triscoll's face on it and then me standing behind it like that big persian guy from 300 like that's mm-hmm. what i'm gonna do yeah it's it's gonna be great it's just gonna be a bunch of me me pictures mounting josh callus i looked in our um in your yahoo fantasy app right there's messages that you can send to individual managers mm-hmm. uh i think his last year or two years ago he sent it was last year after he beat me, he he swept me last year, two games mm-hmm. to none, and he sent me the board sweep with a bunch of brooms. Cool. So, yeah, I have not forgot. I have all the receipts. I don't turn in any fo- – I got three yeah. phones sitting over here next to me that I have not ever traded in because I keep everything <laughs> that's on them so I can go back and look at it. So hashtag fantasy receipts. I'm saying fantasy receipts because a lot of people reference fantasy receipts on Twitter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that when we get really good voice AI algorithms yeah. stuff, it'll pop up when someone searches fantasy receipts in podcast or YouTube or something like that. They're going to see this episode of fantasy receipts. So yeah, that's, I think I said it five, six times. So drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, let's move on to news and notes. So with the college football regular season behind us, Tony, the NFL is now, now gone to games on Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays. Do you like this format of NFL football four out of the seven days of the week? Heavens. Yes. I'll tell you, he doesn't like it. Charlotte. She hates it. <laughs> football on every, yeah, all we're missing are the COVID games. It's yeah. like, I know I'm pretty sure COVID's running around. I don't know if you've seen like the medicine shelves at every store. Yeah. yeah so yeah. let's get some COVID games back on like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I'm, I'm did, down. Did you get the flu shot? I did. You got yeah. sick. 
I hate so my my house has been sick for like the last two months. I everybody got the flu shot. I had the cold. I had some cold or something for like maybe I was down for like two days and then mm-hmm. I've been good. I'm still a little like congested, but like both kids, the wife have been like mm-hmm. in and out of like just whatever the cold is like heavy, not the flu, but they've had something multiple times. And all you guys got the flu shot. They did not. They did oh. not get it. So there you go. I don't know yeah. if I'm armed with like some extra antibodies or, <laughs> or what. But, I uh, didn't get my house didn't get the flu shot. We haven't been sick yet. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Everybody it, I think it helps. It. <clears throat> yeah. So I think it you helps probably, that um, like your girls, like they go to the East coast and like they get a little dose of like whatever the viruses are evolved yeah. to like on that coast. And then there's a lot of they come back here. So, like, so like their immune systems are probably pretty solid, right? Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Their mom's Filipino, so they get all kinds of diseases. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled. Not a racist. Yeah. Um, yeah, only against white people. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I don't. It's just too much. I just want to do other stuff, right? And then it's they're so spaced out. Like there's a morning, uh, yeah. e- uh, afternoon, and the evening game on Saturday too, right? And then it's like mm-hmm. then you got morning, afternoon, evening games there, and it's like mm-hmm. fuck, man, like. I don't want to spend my whole day worrying up setting alarm reminders when I'm trying to go do Christmas shit with my kids mm-hmm. or I'm flying on an airplane and I got lineup decisions to make and stuff like that. And I'm sitting here focused on watching direct TV on front of me because United yeah. has like the TVs on those flights, but they didn't have them on the way back. That was what was bullshit. So I didn't have it on Sunday when I came back from DC this last weekend, but that's a problem. Those, a a- airlines are so inconsistent with like in, in-flight Wi-Fi, whatever mm-hmm. they offer, like the TV services, like it'll be the same airline. They'll have it, like you said, one way, and then they yeah. don't have it the other way. Yeah, it's like, come on, we we got lineup decisions, we got games, we got bets, we got to yeah. watch play out. Come on, this is America. That's right. Elon Musk needs to make an airline. <laughs> 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 All right. So ESPN today came out with their. We're recording on Tuesday. I think it is the. 20th of December yep. um, ESPN every Tuesday drops their power rankings for after the week <clears throat> of NFL games has passed it is the end of week 15 mm-hmm. going into 16 they released their top 10 out there do you agree with them let me read them yeah, off read, read them for, off for the what they are um, you got number one the Philadelphia Eagles two Buffalo Bills Kansas City Chiefs Cincinnati Bengals Niners at five Cowboys at six Vikings at seven Dolphins at eight, Chargers nine, and the Baltimore Ravens rounding it off 10. Where do you agree, disagree? What would you change? So I think Cincinnati and San Francisco are too low. Mm-hmm. Those guys need to be towards the top, maybe one and two. Um, for the sake of my Cincinnati Super Bowl bet, they definitely need to be higher. <laughs> <laughs> that cash out option just keeps growing every week. Yeah, Didn't I exist until like three weeks ago. I got Buffalo. Buffalo on that That one that's like 50 bucks and then you got five bucks back every week up to 10, right? So it's like that's basically a free bet. Yeah. Uh, I took mine right after the Rams beat them. I was like, oh, these they're plus 2,200. Like yeah. no one's going anywhere. They're going to, they're going to be energized. JB yeah. just wins games, but uh, I would take Minnesota out of the top 10 and I'd probably Woo! insert Detroit. I don't think Minnesota beats any of those teams. You just listed off. Yeah. Not yeah. one of them. I would Look what Dallas did to them and Dallas is not, they're not that good. Yeah, I think that Minnesota has one of those like it things, right? This is kind of like I feel like they have this thing like the Cincinnati Bengals have, but they don't have it with a bunch of style because their quarterback doesn't wear fucking Gucci fur, right? He just wears dope chains. And then do you see his kid at the game this last weekend? 
No chains? Um, you have chains on? Yeah, they called them Kidco <laughs> chains. I think I tweeted it oh out on um, – I, I think I might have just put the words on Twitter. But, yep. yeah, there's, like, images of him walking around the stands, and he's just got a shirt off with chains around his neck, right? And it's, like, Kidco <laughs> chains. It's his son yeah. or something like that. So that was pretty funny. I'd probably leave Philly one just because they've dominated everybody they played. Granted, they haven't played, like, the toughest of toughest competition or whatever, but they are the only team in the NFL who makes offense look effortless. Like their offensive line is so good. Their wide receivers yeah. are five yards away from anybody. Like oh, the way good. they scheme it. Jalen Hurts looks so damn calm. And I like the way that he doesn't end up celebrating right. Like he ends up throwing a touchdown pass. He doesn't run down and jump or no. he just kind of turns his head, what runs to the sideline or whatever yeah, like he, that. He's got a really good attitude. I he think worried, his head's that, a lot straighter than a lot of other quarterbacks. He worries me though. He just, he, he's missing this week. Yeah, he's got a shoulder injury the game. I would still yeah. sit there and have them at one. Just, just their body of work. I think they deserve mm-hmm. power, be power ranked number one. Um, and until somebody really beats them, right? They lost a game or whatever. But mm-hmm. until somebody really beats them, uh, I think that you got to keep them up there. It's kind of like the Alabama theory, right? Or now it's the Georgia theory, right? They're going to yeah. be number one until somebody takes them down. So I would move Buffalo and Kansas City down. I'd put the Niners number two and then Bengals number three. Um, Nick had the same sentiment as you. He was like, Philly's trash. I put the Niners. He put the Niners one since he two. Um mm-hmm. But uh, the Bengals just win games and figure out ways. I think Minnesota's that way too. They just win games, right? They win all these close games. Last year, they lost all these ones. And we talked about it, uh, about like, yo, one score changes their entire record, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy. It's basically Eight like how, games or something. how the Denver Broncos are this year too, right? If they could just score 18 points, they'd be 18 points. Yeah. Leading their fucking division pr- pretty much, right? <laughs> so, you know, it's something yeah. to look at for next year. And I want to do an episode on something like that, like te- things that, People are going to be down on that will be up on and maybe mm-hmm. do it in January. Right. Super, super early. So, um, but uh, there's that. I would probably move the dolphins out of it. Um, hmm. I'd move the okay. dolphins out of it. I move Baltimore out of it. Um, and teams that I would look at replacing them with would be like the lions. Definitely um, Detroit. Detroit. Um, it seems like they got it. They finally got it rolling a little bit. Maybe it's a letdown week for them this week or whatever like that. But um, I would, at the tail end, right, and it's it's hard because one of the teams struggles at quarterback, but <clears throat> I would go between the Jets and Jacksonville. The Jets have an outstanding defense that is going to keep them in games, right? They need to score, you know, 20 points or something like that, and they're more mm-hmm. than likely going to win games, right? So they can get to that point, then they're, I think they bump up in the charts because they have the defense there. Um, and Jacksonville just seems to get it is starting to get it rolling. You see Trevor Lawrence starting to get a lot more comfortable, right? He's super confident. They came back from a big lead. We'll talk about that earlier or later on, but they have the quarterback who's supposed to be the quarterback and they got the coach now. Right. And the team is starting to get used to everything that's going on. I think they're, they're getting into rhythm. I would put that. They have a coach. Urban Meyer was trash. Yeah. They're better than the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're better than the chargers. I think they're better than the dolphins. Um, arguably better than the Vikings as well too, right? They got smoked by the Lions two weeks ago, but that was oh, a blip. Yes. Um, I think that's more of a blip than what they really are or whatever like that. But I think they could beat a lot of those teams up there. But I don't see any of those teams in that top 10 right now, minus Philly, really competing with the 49ers. So um, that's that for me. Moving on. <clears throat> The Detroit Lions started the season one and six this year, Tony, before going on a six and one 
run, and they now yep. sit at seven and seven on the season, two spots from being a playoff team, and they are three and one in the NFC North. Are the Lions making the playoffs this year with three games left? I forgot teams to above them, teams above them, New York Giants, Washington Commanders. Yeah, I forgot to mention. Uh, I'm going to go back a second, take a step back before I take two steps forward here. Uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back. You mentioned Jesus. the Jets again, not making the not making the playoffs. What were they? This is like four or five episodes ago. So four yeah. or five weeks ago, uh, they were sitting at what six and two, six yeah. and three, something like that. And uh, you, <laughs> uh, I told you, yeah, I don't think they're finishing over 500. Mm -hmm. You know what their record is now here in week 15, 16 now, I guess they're seven and seven. They're seven and seven, eight. You gotta go two and one, finish yeah. up the season. Zach Wilson fucking sucks. Yeah. God, he's bad. He's I, saw I, I saw something. I see Robert Sala's comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw some a stat on a, I don't have all of like his season long stats, but I, I heard something yesterday on short passes. He was like so inaccurate. He ranked out of like 450 performances on the year. Um, how they grade this metric on these short passes. He was so inaccurate. He was like the 440th out of like 450 uh, graded performances so far on the season. Yeah. On short passes. Yeah. Like this is, we're talking dump offs or quick slants. Like you really can't hit that as an NFL quarterback. What are you even doing? What are you doing in the NFL? I don't like, know. I don't think he'll be in the NFL a couple years from now. He's trash. Yeah. I think it's going to be harder for him to get a second contract unless he like drastically improves yeah. next year. Right. And make some big strides. Um, it's weird because, you know, the expectation now is like you build a team and then you put a quarterback in it and then you win, but it's yeah. like for the, almost the eternity of the NFL, it's never really been like that. Right. These mm -hmm. Joe Burrow making it in his first like real full season is like an anomaly. Right. But that's now the standard and that's, you got to do it on a rookie deal. You have to, That's and that's what it's graded on. Right. Yeah. But then you look at the quarterbacks, granted there are different names there. Right. But like, Oh, I think it was over like a 15 year span. Like it was Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, and then one year of Joe Flacco. Right. Yep. And then the other side of the house was whatever it was, but um, they're all guys who've been in the league a long time and stuff like that. Right. And they didn't perform drastically well of what the expectation is, you know, coming out of college and stuff like that. But there was somebody on one of these podcasts. It might've been on one of those champions leagues when we were doing those podcasts. Yeah. Right. We we're talking Ricky draft. And it was when everybody hyped up Zach Wilson because he rolled out left in a um, one throw. Yeah, good throw. He rolled out left in a rookie premiere or whatever like that. And they, I forget what they call it. Right. But uh, uh, team workout or whatever rolled out left and he threw it across his body to the right side, rolling left. And it was like a 60 yard bomb. Right. With nobody yeah. on this dude and dropped it in the pocket. And that's when it was, Oh, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. <laughs> There might have been one person, one person who sat there and yep. said, you can't make those throws in the NFL. That is an interception that goes to the house. Yep. I don't know who that person is. It probably ranks with Haterade, uh, five, three, zero, but um, it might be me. So, <sighs> but do you think the Lions make the playoffs? All right. Now that we're done patting ourselves on the back, we'll move on. You can't come in here and just make the whole damn show about you and then be like, my goddamn portfolio, I'm not as rich as I was, and then yeah. sit there and say and blame it on kids' college when you know they're not going to go to college um, because they'll find something else that they want to do that doesn't need college. But And then come up and talk about how great you are about some take you had six weeks ago. We're going to go over our hot takes later on in the season or after Good. the NFL season. Yeah. 
Good. Got some real bad ones. Can't wait to bring those up. <laughs> oh, uh, so Detroit, from week 12 on, um, this is a little after they kind of caught fire. They've had the number three ranked offense in terms of like efficiency. Number 13 ranked defense, and they're third against the run. So they've been shutting teams down. Um, yeah. So the question is, does Detroit make the playoffs? Uh, there's two teams ahead of them currently for the last playoff seed, so not counting the Giants. That's Washington and Seattle. Uh, mm-hmm. Those guys are in the... I guess that'd be what the the seventh spot. So one of the playoff yeah. spots and then the eighth spot. So right there on the bubble. Um, I was looking at the schedule because I do think Detroit makes it, but just to add some like context, why Detroit schedule to end the season, they got Carolina coming up this week, winnable Chicago two weeks from now, winnable and then green Bay, definitely winnable. If they're playing, you know, in week 18, the way they're playing now and they have to win that game. I think yeah. they can win all three Washington. They get San Fran this week. San Fran's still playing. So no, thank you. Cleveland. Deshaun's still not playing great, but it seems like they're figuring it out. Definitely on defense. Defense Mm -hmm. is kind of carrying them. And then Dallas. And Dallas might be playing for something, especially if they beat Philly this week, which I think they will. Um, That line's kind of swung drastically with Jalen Hurts out. I don't think that's that spicy. It's it's come back the other way. A little spicy. I I don't know the last time you saw it. I saw it this morning at six. And then five and a half. When I checked just a little bit ago, it was like four and a half. Philly. Or four and a half to Dallas. Okay, but yeah. I, I do think Dallas wins the game. But back to the the Seahawks now. Their schedule: Kansas City, they're gonna lose that game. They got the Jets. They'll be playing good defense. Mike White might be back. This is two weeks from now, and then the Rams to end it. Whatever they win that game. But looking at those teams' schedules, like Detroit has the most favorable matchups down the stretch. Yeah. So I think they make it, and I, I hope they do. Like they're fun, they're a fun team to watch. Love yeah. Dan Campbell. I like Jared Goff. Put we some fucking respect on my boy. <laughs> 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 t- him and Sean McVay like took the Rams to the Super Bowl with no Cooper Cup and then Todd Gurley on one leg. Like he he did he did some oh good stuff that God. season. I gotta go like next day order a Jared Goff jersey and send it to your house for Christmas. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I regret it because you're gonna sound clip the shit out of that. <laughs> that was so good. But yeah, uh, they're going to the playoffs. Let's go. Yeah, I think they can go two and one in that time frame. They do have to compete with Green Bay a little bit. Um, I think that's the one thing that if Green Bay can, you know, string along three straight wins, then there's a potential for Green Bay to slide in there as well. Um, But I I would like to see Detroit get there. You know, I ragged on Dan Campbell and his coaching record and stuff like that. But it's kind of nice to see it turn around. Right. Yeah. Talked about him compared to the last guy might have had a lot of pigment in his skin. Um, (laughs) But uh, his record is drastically worse than that dude's whatever. But it's it's nice to see it kind of come along. Right. Um, it's really fun to see, and I'm happy for Jared Goff in that sense too. So good to see him play pretty decently in an outdoor game against a really good defense last week too. So yeah, he made yeah. a big throw. I forget yeah. the tight end, Brock Wright or something like that. That was yep, huge. Yep. Have you seen that call from the Lions announcer or whatever like that? Uh, no, uh, I think I saw I a highlight on like you, Red Zone or something. I have to send you a clip. There's one of the Detroit Lions posted on their TikTok or all their social feeds in short form. That's like the announcer basically doing it right and like i has to like hold up like what the number you know how many yards it was and all this stuff you yeah. could see it from the booth and getting pumped up for it that was pretty cool That's awesome. all right down 21 to 7 at the half against the self-proclaimed america's team trevor lawrence ends the game 27 42 318 and four touchdowns leading to jacksonville jaguars leading the jacksonville jaguars to a 40 to 34 overtime win over your former team outscoring the Dallas Cowboys 33 to 13 in the final two and some change quarters is Trevor Lawrence, the next coming of great quarterbacks. Everyone claimed he would be since his childhood, or is this just a single game and epic collapse by the Cowboys? It's like every time you have me on here, we talk about 
people overreacting or underreacting to like a single yeah. thing. We're here. Like, I think fair, look fair and balanced. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're, I mean, we might put a Fox news logo up on this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they claim, right? That's I'm not saying they it's are, entertainment. but that, that's yeah. what they put on there. Right. Fair and balanced. Just like Taco Corp's entertainment. You just got to throw that in there. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't overreact to it. The Cowboys lost Anthony Brown. It's their second best, maybe their best corner about three weeks ago. Torn Achilles, he's done for the year. Since week 13, Dallas on defense ranks 21st overall. And that is completely flipped from what they were doing the first two-thirds of the season. You know but, what happened is Michael Parsons started talking about how he's better than <laughs> Nick Bosa. And they, 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 lost, they lost a very integral piece to that defense. But six, since week 13, they're 21st overall on defense, 26th against the pass and then 20th against the run. So Anthony Brown meant a lot to that team, but I do think Tre uh, Trevor Lawrence is playing well. He's a QB six on the year and seventh in points per game. He's just under 20, 19.3. And then, so maybe I'm overreacting to what he's doing this year. They get to add Calvin Ridley to that offense next year. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's going to be nasty. It was nice. It's, you know, what's really nice is like when you're in on a guy, right? I don't know if you remember this when we were talking before the, before the season started and you're like, we're talking about how they paid so much money for Christian Kirk and everybody's on this, this, this. Right. And yeah. I was like, yo, I like this team. One, they got Evan Ingram, right. That's always been my dude. That's so it's guy. glad. To, yo, I am so good. Like, just listen to me. If you want to win fantasy leagues, folks, this is not analysis, but just listen to me. Um, but you asked me like, who's the guy, right? Do you remember who I said? <clears throat> who's the guy I would want? <clears throat> I didn't uh, you said so. So you said you didn't want this one player uh, because he has shoulder injuries throughout his career. We're not talking. And he's him. currently <laughs> like the RB three on the year. Dalvin Cook. I don't know him by himself, and I was like, they're not going to be a number one combined. Uh, you were um, high on Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zay Jones. Oh, Zay Jones. Yeah, yeah. Zay Jones. Right. So it's kind of nice to see that dude. I've always liked that dude since he came in the league. Yeah. Um, liked him with the Raiders last year. I think I have him in Dynasty or something like that. You know, so. You can just check my dynasty rosters, know who I'm in on, and then they eventually pop. So if you're looking at redraft stuff, I got a couple guys for you. Just you know, DM me. He DM just me. turned into a stud. Tweet at Talk Court Pod, and I'll share with you my dynasty rosters if you want to dominate. <laughs> Even though I just lost to Matt Graham on Monday Night Football because in the Taylor IDP Rapp, one, right? Yeah, in the IDP one, yep. he sat. He ended up sitting uh, Thibodeau, Thibodeau, the Giants, yeah, right? And me. then um, last night he had Taylor Rapp down like 11 points. The guy scored like 13. He beats me by a couple points because. Alan Lazard, another one of my guys, turns the wrong way. Him and Aaron Rodgers not on the same page, and Aaron Rodgers throws it straight to Taylor Rapp. Interception, mm -hmm. four points, he beats me. So, um, kind of stunk, but it hurts. I only have your league that I'm in the playoffs still. I think I, I think I got eliminated from Champions League as well. So, um, but four for four on the playoffs. So it's not bad. Nice. <clears throat> not bad. Um, all right. I think that so another stat, right? I think I saw this on Callen, Colin Cowherd. I like mm -hmm. his I like his show. I think he makes a lot of really good points, very logical. Um, does not a big overreaction guy or something like that, right? Just not really a skip Bayless. Yeah, not not crazy, right? So it, it's kind of nice just to hear normal people talk, it feels like, right? Yeah. So um he does say another Colin Coward fact, but just as random <laughs> random uh random facts of how do you say that? Enlightenment, uh what do you call the tips? I guess you would say, right? Um, you want to be prosperous in life. Colin Cowherd has a TikTok. It's one of his best ones. Is like, you know, in order to be a man, right? In America, there's you don't need to go hunt and do all these other things that manly people think. In order for you to become a real man, there's three things you need to do. 
You need to be on an NFL Sunday. You need to go light up a cigar, make yourself a cocktail, and make place a bet. And then you'll know what it's like to be a man. So, <laughs> I like, like that saying by him. But he was talking about how Trevor Lawrence, over the last three weeks, number one in all statistical quarterback categories that kind of like matter for efficiency and stuff like that. Things like mm-hmm. pass completion, passer rating, QBR. Um, it might be touchdowns as well, I think. Um, but he's number one over the last three weeks in the NFL uh, performing as quarterback. So mm-hmm. number one overrated quarterback over the last three weeks, six overall on this season. Um, that's going to be a fun one for next year when people oh, are yeah. drafting, right? What are they going to do I, with the Jags? I, have, I haven't seen the update since, I don't know, week 13 or 14, but I think it's in every metric that they use to measure quarterbacks efficiency and performances. Like he has improved year two over year one. Whereas mm-hmm. Mac Jones is like the complete opposite. Like he's mm-hmm. gone the wrong way. And it's like, look, just look at the coaching or who's yeah. calling plays for those. Like that, that yeah. piece definitely matters. And I think that's a huge part of it for those guys. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Let's move on. Overrated, underrated. I didn't, I forgot Tony that we do bets when you and yeah. you're on whatever like that. But so I didn't put it down, but let's just I didn't do- look at him. <clears throat> I got three bets. Niners minus seven and a half at home against Washington. Philly four and a half at Dallas. I think that Gardner Minshew is better than what people think. I mean, last year, Gardner Minshew's getting, you know, he tore it up when he came in, right? Everybody was hyping him up. There's this good video of him hugging his dad after and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, right? Super hype. So I think Gardner Minshew is better than what people think. And I don't think he's like a drastic seven, eight-point difference from Jalen Hurts, right? He doesn't do the stuff on the legs, but he can sling the hell out of the ball. So, Uh, And they might get Dallas Goddard back this week. So, Uh, And then I have Cincy minus three and a half at New England. So, Okay, I have three. Uh, I'll I'll give them to you right now. I just glanced over. I got my notes for our show. Uh, I'll take the Cincy as well. Uh, They got Mm -hmm. minus three on the road. I'll take Detroit. They got 2.5 on the road against Carolina. Easy. And then Baltimore at home against fucking Desmond Ritter-led Falcons. They got six and a half at home. You know, Tyler Algier got 22 carries this last week, one for over 100. And, That's good to see going forward. And Caleb Huntley's injured. He's done for the year. So yeah. it's the Tyler Algier show for sure. Because they don't yep. use Corderell uh, all that much on the ground. Yeah, because they're going to get rid of that guy. So Because you can't have a wide receiver be a running 30, back. A, a wide receiver, and he's like 30, 31. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to get hurt. So um, anyways, overrated, underrated, the teams we've talked about, Tony. The Lions. Underrated. Overrated, underrated. The Minnesota Vikings. Overrated. <laughs> Overrated, underrated. Jacksonville Jaguars. You'll agree with me here. Underrated. There They're winning go. that division. There we go. I'm on all those. You got any context that we haven't covered yet? Nope. I think we got it all. Cool. I think the Vikings just being able to squeak out wins says a lot about their team. So um, I think that they are, I guess you say properly. I, I'd say they're underrated because everybody has them as overrated. So that's fair. It, They're losing in the first round of the playoffs. It's hard to win in the NFL. So um, there's that. Let's move on to a draft. So with Christmas around the corner, as in a couple days, um, you're likely wrapping up Christmas time, right? Me and Terrence talked last week about things. one thing that we needed to do that we haven't done. Uh, and I did watch the Christmas movie with the kids, so that was pretty cool. And I don't know if he's went and done all of his stuff. So, uh, But we will hear from him, hopefully in the comments, should he be listening. So you may be on crunch time, right? This releases a Wednesday. Christmas is on a Sunday. You got three, four days left. Christmas is about doing stuff with friends, family, and things like that, right? You talked to heavily about what you guys did for Christmas as a tradition thing, right? And a lot of things with family. So we are going to draft our top five Christmas activities for 2022. 
Tony, I assume that you want the turn. You assume correct. And that is correct. So I will go first, and I am pulling up my little list here, and I will say that my number one uh, – I have some things that people – you know, my number one, honestly, being a dad now and a parent is watching my kids light up opening gifts on Christmas morning, seeing them all excited. Yeah, I was up super late getting it all ready and done because the way we do things and mm -hmm. stuff like that um, – in case my kids are listening and i think layla actually subscribes to the podcast on her ipad so oh, man. <laughs> because she was on it one time so she knows that she's like episode six or seven or something Shit. like that i gotta yeah. remove one of my uh options here for this <laughs> it's good i don't think she'll yeah don't yeah um but uh yeah watching my kids open up gifts i think that's a fun one right you kind of relive your own childhood of what that's like and get the view of sense of it from your parents mm -hmm. and whatever your situation may be with you're struggling or you're worried or you're concerned it really just go all goes away that morning because it you and then you realize none of it really mattered right all the stress and all the anxiety all the concern on whether or not you're doing well or you did right or you did good this year none of it really matters because it's just yeah. about the you know being able to provide them some joy. So that's my number one. All right. Scratch that off my list. Stole that from me. Okay. Going for the hearts. I like it. <laughs> I'm, I edited that one choice because. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> our, our kids go to school together and this was definitely going <laughs> to. Yeah. Bring up some revelations. But uh, I'll say uh, you put kids opening gifts. I'll put giving gifts. Um, yeah. definitely enjoy spending money and like buying things that I think people really want or our kids really want, uh, family, friends, sending stuff to, you know, family on either coast. I, I really enjoy doing that way more than opening stuff uh, of my own. So yeah, definitely spreading that part of Christmas yeah. joy. That's good. I like that one too. Um, then, so you got another one. Yeah. And then damn it. Second one. This is the one I had to edit. I will say creating the magic. Uh, mm -hmm. during, during the holidays for the yeah. kids, creating the magic. I'll creating just leave it at that. Yep. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Having sex. <laughs> 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 oh, damn it. Don't repeat that kids. If you're listening. So that's that. Um, I think Nick listens to this with his kid in the car too. So, you know, jeez. Well, that's like, good. Maybe lead him down yeah. one path and that's not the yeah. path at all. I, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, you're going to have sex when you're older, kid. <laughs> Create the Christmas magic. You, you know, if a kid's listening to this, they're going to remember that for the rest of their life, right? And then, like, they're going to yep. have, like, be all pumped Christmas Eve, and it's, like, 3 in the morning. They're with their old lady, and they're like, you know what? It's stressful. Let's just get one in for the old time's sake, right? Yep. Celebrate Jesus' birth by acting how he was not conceived. So there's that. We're, uh, we're going to be responsible for dozens of children <laughs> that were not planned. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll go. My number two is putting up the Christmas tree. Um, oh, that's that's a good one for me. I I just always enjoy it. It's we always had like a I guess a tradition thing. So my grandma made like a little mini stocking for me when I was born, and she did it for my kids too. Mm -hmm. And that's our tree topper. So yeah, um, we never had a star or anything like that. So it's like we go out, we buy a tree, right? You put it on top of the van or whatever you drive it home and it's way too big doesn't fit but your dad's <laughs> gonna figure out how to saw the bottom off enough or whatever to make yeah. it fit and then um we wouldn't be allowed to put on lights or anything else or do anything else until that one little stocking was up so putting up the tree is always like a monumental thing yeah. you know as it kind of signifies the christmas season's coming so um my 
number three, I think I'm going to go. I think I don't think you're going to have this, right? But okay. you know those tins of butter Danish cookies? Oh, heavens, right? yes. Just smashing an entire tin of those things. Jesus, I bought man. one. I bought one from, I forget where it was. It was Walmart or Target, but it is like nine layers deep. It's like, and it's super big, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, you can't fit it. A basketball probably fits in it if you sit it in. That's how wide it is too, right? It's like 12 inch, 12 inches wide or whatever mm-hmm. like that. It's like 12 and... inches. About <laughs> yeah, and about six inches high. <laughs> You got to watch on YouTube, man, <laughs> if you're listening to this on the audio. Um, but, yeah, just smashing an entire Danish – butter Danish cookie tin. Like, you sit so down, you watch, you watch a Christmas movie, and then you and your kids or whatever, you got those out. You just sit there and go through them. They got all those little cup things and little paper mm-hmm. things you got to move because it got another layer and another layer. This mm-hmm. one of guys, like – it's got, like, six or eight layers of cookies in there or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't even know if they're different flavors. Like, maybe they're seasoned different, but it's just the way they're, like, printed, some of them. Yeah. Right? Like, they all taste yeah, very yeah. similar. Yeah, they're so good, man. Like, uh, I don't know. It's that's like a Christmas thing. And then, you know, if if you're brown or something like that, then your your auntie or your grandma can take it and make it a sewing kit or something like that. Oh, so 100%. later on you'll think it's cookies and it's just a sewing kit. But yeah, yeah, that's my thing. Smashing butter Danish cookies. Oh, so good. They're so yeah. good. That's a good one. You got two. all right. <clears throat> Next here. Uh, so Charlotte loves this movie. She'll watch it like. And we start decorating right after Halloween. So we'll watch it. She'll watch it like November, December, maybe a few times. But like, I, I like watching this movie on the day of because that's when it's on TNT or TBS. I forget what channel. A Christmas story. That's the yeah. only time I really enjoy watching it. Charlotte might have it on, but I'll like, I'll leave the room. I won't really be engaged. But when it's on Christmas Day and everyone else is watching, even with all the commercials, the Ovaltine commercial, mm-hmm. whatever, like I'll sit there and watch the whole damn thing. I love it. Yeah. It's just like a tradition that I guess I kind of have. But I always look forward to that. I I always like that movie because every time I see Ovaltine in a store, I'm just like, drink more Ovaltine, right? And yeah. you remember those you remember those commercials that are like, more Ovaltine, please. Yeah. Right. And then now I see them and I'm like, that was a freaking rip. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so excited to go figure out that puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh second choice here, putting together the toys or the gifts that like my kids got that we bought them or like the family spoiled them with. Like I love doing that and just kind of watching them play with whatever the new toy is like throughout mm-hmm. the day. Cause that's all we do. Like we just, we got the TV on, we're watching Christmas movies. We got a dinner in there and then the kids are just playing with toys all yeah. day. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I got, I've never uh... had to put together a dollhouse or anything like that. <laughs> like some people. <laughs> Those things are so damn big. Yeah. Dude, that was a big freaking... one. Dude, the thing, my it's my daughter's had that for a year. She's five and a half ish or whatever like that, and my yeah. other daughter's nine. It is as tall as my nine year old who comes up to like my yeah. the top of my chest, bottom of my shoulders. Your it's, sister or something bought that, right? It was sent to my house. Like that thing's massive. It was like a five foot box by like yeah. two foot by two foot. It was massive. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And then, um, yeah, that was that was something else. So. Fuck that. That thing took me like eight hours to put together. It was crazy. So, uh, you borrowed all kinds of power tools for me, too. I don't know what the saw was for, but it's funny because Layla hates it because it takes up so much space in their toy room. So yeah. she's like, Dad, we can just get her the smaller Barbie Dream House and then we could sell this thing and get it out of here so we have more room. Because <laughs> she likes these big Hot Wheel tracks, you know, mm-hmm. the tower I'll tracks, whatever. Space. Yeah. And she can't fit them in there because that damn dollhouse. <laughs> she's like, I need a wall for my tracks in the back. Yeah. Um, I got a lot here that I really like, but 
one thing I've always kind of liked, and I haven't done it in a while, and I haven't done it. I didn't do it this year either, but it's putting up the Christmas lights on the house. So I actually enjoy putting up the Christmas lights on the house. And I think it's just a, a sense of like completion or achieving something right. And like trying yeah. to come up with a vision of what the house is going to look like. Right. I'm like a yeah. very, I like the white little circle bulbs or whatever. And I got to make sure they stick out perfectly. So they look like yeah. you're watching like Fred Claus when he goes to the North pole, hits every little you know side thing. I did it in Virginia, climbed all the way to the second story of the house. And it's like kind of like two and a half stories. And I was all up there and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. Thought I was, I'm afraid of like falling off the roof and stuff like that. So oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. Especially from a two-story house. I think if I buy a house, it'd be one story, maybe with the basement or something yeah. like that. But um, putting up the Christmas lights, I actually enjoy. And then, you know, getting your Clark Griswold moment. Hey, come outside or whatever. And <laughs> you plug it in and it lights up yeah. and everybody's happy. And then there's like, all right, going inside. It's cold, right? So, so, uh, and it's like, oh, I just. Look, luckily, luckily for us, you've seen our lights. Like Charlotte likes the old school, like the yeah. just the colored ones look like they're those from like the 80s. Cool. So they the go C9 super bulb. quick. They're the yeah. C9 bulb. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah. Like I can put those things up in like 30 minutes. It's awesome. Yeah. Super yeah. easy. Don't have to climb up. Uh, to, Cause to get like on the very top of ours, you have to put a ladder on the roof. Yeah. That's terrifying. I'm not doing that ever. It's scary, scary. So, so. <laughs> yeah. And then my last one, um, I actually like doing this and I did it Monday. What's today? Tuesday. Yeah. So yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Colorado Springs has a bunch of little like soup kitchens and stuff like that. Right. So mm-hmm. one thing I really like doing during the holiday season, and I'm looking forward to doing it with my kids. I'm waiting for my youngest one just to get a little bit older. So she's not like, what are we doing and bored or whatever. Right. And she can get yeah. grasp the concept a little bit better, um, but is volunteering. So mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about the holidays time. It's just like, ah, I feel like I need to give back to whatever, help out mm-hmm. with something. And I remember the first time I really did something during the holiday season, we were down in New Mexico and they do a big toys for tots thing and the community center is massive. It's like the size of like a gym and a half. And it's just like the whole community. And it's a small town, like a three, four mile town. Right. And it's just covered in toys or whatever like that. And you get to see all these like kids who, you know, their parents aren't in a position to give them what they believe they need to have or anything like that. So it's a chance for them Mm -hmm. to go get something and pick out stuff and leave with a big old thing of toys. And they're all so happy and stuff like that. Right. And just be able to help out other people when you're in a position to, to do so. Right. So being able to get out in the community, stuff like that. I think, you know, YouTube or, you know, this thing blows up or, you know, I think that's something I want to work on in 2023 is like getting more traction on the show and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But to try to do something, to help out like at least our local community here or something like that. Right. From a, whether that's sports teams in the area, you know, particularly football teams, being able to like help buy equipment or whatever like that, use some of the revenue that streams off of this thing to be able to do that, give back, maybe do a toy drive or whatever like that. I've seen Mm -hmm. some other creators that have grown like a little bit of a platform, not even huge or whatever, just be like, Hey, we're doing a toy drive thing for kids. Mm -hmm. Here's an Amazon you know, thing or whatever like that with a bunch of stuff that we're collecting because the sheriff's department does a lot of stuff or whatever it is. And then people just are sending boxes and boxes and boxes, right? And it's, it makes mm-hmm. you feel good about the human race. So um, that's my that's, last that's, one. That's pretty cool. That's how, uh, I, I know you're tracking what the Scott Fishbowl is. Yeah. But he does the Toys for Tots thing, right? He just takes donations, but it's like tens of thousands of people now. And then within the donations he gets from all those people, like people do live drafts now in all the yeah. different cities. So like he's bringing a ton of people together and all because of just that really, really good cause and doing yeah. the Toys for Tots every year. Pretty cool. Yep. 
Yep, yep. Definitely a good cause I'd get behind. I'd donate some money. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, last one here for me. I've talked about at the beginning a little bit about what we used to do uh, for Christmas is I, when I was a kid, family get togethers, just like getting the family together, maybe some friends um, and just kind of making a tradition out of it. Haven't done it really uh, as we've been kind of separated with the military life, but yeah. definitely a huge part of what I remember as a kid during <clears throat> the holidays. So yeah. I'll do family get togethers for my final one here. That's cool. All right. So let's wrap it up. Or uh, before we, yeah, let's wrap it up real quick. So you, Tony, you have, giving gifts, creating the magic, watching a Christmas story on Christmas day, uh, putting together the toys for the kids post Christmas unwrapping and Charlotte cleaning up all the wrapping paper and boxes and stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, and then family get togethers. I have watching your kids open up gifts or any kids open up gifts for that matter of fact, uh, putting up the Christmas tree, smashing a tin of buttered Danish cookies and putting up the lights on the house and volunteering. So do you have any honorable mentions? No, that, well, hold on. I think I did have one more. So we do, uh, just like Thanksgiving, you do turkey with all the sides and fixings, mm -hmm. right? We do a uh, steak for Christmas. Yeah. So that's kind of our thing that we've, we do every year now. We'll go out and buy guys, some like, some nice steaks from like an actual butcher and then we'll grill them up and then do all the sides and stuff. Uh, that's cool. Every year. So I never had like a Christmas day dinner thing. It was just always what my grandma had. Yeah. Right. So like, it was awkward when I became an adult and I was living on my own. It's like, yeah. I think one year we had like my family over when I was in California. Cause it was like a six hour drive from where I was at. So they came to our house at on the beach basically yeah. um, for Christmas. And I think that time I did some fucking, I don't know, some roast thing, mm -hmm. tenderloin, I don't know, or like beef lamb shank thingy, whatever. It had all these fucking <laughs> bones hanging out of it. I forget what it's called, whatever, but um like a prime rib roast, I think is what it was, yeah. right? And it's the first time I ever did something like drastic like that. I tried to put together like this Pinterest looking Christmas dinner and stuff like that. And then you realize everybody's really good if we just went and grabbed a bunch of Big Macs. But um, I never, I don't have like a Christmas eating tradition thing. I think I, I kind of want to do that. But the steak is so good and like it's not mm. difficult, right? You just marinate mm. it the night before, you grill it, which is what, 20, 30 minutes, and then. While yeah. I'm doing that, Charlotte's got the baked potatoes, the mac and cheese, the asparagus, all that stuff. That's cool. Super simple. And like, once you're done eating that meal, you pass the F out. Yeah. 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 That's cool. All right. So I have, as honorable mentions, I have one is like playing in the snow, uh, mm -hmm. driving around, looking at Christmas lights, ice skating. That's a good I one. like doing that. I put baking on there and then team no sleep Christmas Eve. So because that kind of falls into your creating the magic piece or whatever like that. So yeah, um, <clears throat> kind of falls into that. So, all right, let us know, leave a comment below, leave a review on, if you're listening on Spotify or you can leave it in the Q and a section or something like that. Um, and let us know what your favorite Christmas activities are. And Tell we'll us how wildly inappropriate Nate's uh, mention of having sex on Christmas was. <laughs> oh, Dennis, we're just celebrating baby Jesus. Um, <laughs> Anyways, we used to do a segment called Rants and Raves. I changed it. We're only doing raves now. Um, so you got to figure a way to make it positive, right? We talked about this before, and we're doing it. So you got to rave for us this week, Tony. Yeah, Nate made the mistake of giving me the choice, and I'll rant every <laughs> single time. <Damn> it. <laughs> uh, uh, so talked about like a Christmas story, right? Like one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's old. It's an old movie so i'm gonna rave about some of the new christmas movies we have this year <laughs> mm -hmm. so we went to the theaters and we saw spirited have you seen that movie or i haven't saw a trailer for it so it's ryan reynolds and will ferrell a couple other comedians um they kind of do um kind of like the scrooge thing where the the ghosts of christmas past or whatever come but it's mm -hmm. like a whole production 
like Will Ferrell is like he he works and like they kind of show like behind the scenes, right? It's a different oh, spin on cool. it, but it's the same story, but it's a musical, but it's like really funny. It's like ninety percent comedy, ten percent musical. Not a fan of comedies, but like I really enjoyed it. It's it's really funny. It's I mean it's Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. They give you exactly what you expect them to give you. Um, yeah. That one was good. Um, another one was a Christmas story, Christmas. So I think mm-hmm. it's the guy, the kid from the first one. It looks just like him. I don't know if it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's uh, supposed to be him as like the dad or something uh, like that. Yeah, He's now, a dad right? and his old man passes away. Like, it's really good. I think they brought back a lot of the old actors too. They looked like they were the actors from the original, the, the <clears> age <throat> lines up, but uh, that was really good. Definitely adding that to the rotation. And then the third one, um, this is a Marvel one. Maybe it's just because I'm a fanboy, but the guardians of the galaxy, they did like a 40 minute Christmas special. We just nice. watched it. Uh, before we hit the record button, but it's really good. It's short. It's funny. Um, they kidnap Kevin Bacon. Spoiler: that If you watch a trailer, that's what they do. <laughs> but it's just it's just the Guardians. It's James Gunn doing what he does best. It's it's good. Um, all three of those, though, definitely gonna watch those like for years to come. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I watched a movie on a plane the other day. Um, a guy at work told me to watch it, and it's called Stutz. Have you seen this? It's on Netflix. I have not. No. So it's Jonah Hill made a film about his therapist. And it's them sitting down and talking essentially for like an hour and a half or whatever like that. But it's actually really good. And it takes turns that you don't think it's going to take. It's supposed to be a story about his therapist and it turns mm-hmm. into like some other things. And, and then you hear about the behind the scenes stuff and all this kind of stuff. It's really yeah. good, really well put together. Um, it's super dope. Jonah Hill's mom's in it as well. She comes and sits and talks and stuff like that. So um, I watched that. But my rave, my rave i almost said rant you wanted a rant too <laughs> i can see it in your eye nate <laughs> i tried to so i spoke a little bit about it right like i get into these holes and especially with the internet and stuff like that yeah. right and i don't get out a lot um i stay at home a lot uh, i am i think just kind of it's just comforting to me to be mm-hmm. home even though i get really wrapped in my own brain at home, right? Like, oh, I should be doing something else or this is this, or I want to go do these things that I don't end up mm-hmm. doing them. I just stay home. Um, I also value like being around my kids a lot and stuff like that. And being able to do things just like laying around, talking to each other, having conversations, coloring books, right? Just interacting and stuff like that. So that's a big part of my days and stuff. But um, this weekend on Saturday, I flew to DC to drop the kids off with their mom for Christmas. And on Sunday, I flew back and Sunday was a World Cup final. I landed in Chicago O'Hare. I had a two hour layover. I landed in Chicago O'Hare during the World Cup final at minute 78. Ooh, that's when it got Chicago, good. Chicago O'Hare has very large walkways. There's two on each side of basically the aisle. And then the middle has like seats for you to sit or whatever like that. The entire terminal that I was in, it's like United Terminal, I don't C Terminal. The entire left side of it, it's like where all the restaurants and stuff like that are packed. Yeah. Like every bar, every sports bar, restaurant in there was packed. Every one of them has TVs. And it was like 10 people wide taking up that entire – you couldn't walk on the left side yeah. of Chicago O'Hare the entire way because everybody's standing outside watching this game, right? So I get to see the two Mbappe goals at minute 80, 81. I get to see Argentina go up, and then I see – Mbappe tie it up with a hat trick. I could see it go to PKs, right? I had this all this time basically to watch it. And I just standing room only. I'm probably like, I don't know, 40 feet away from a television, but I could see what's happening. And yeah, you're just around all these people, right? And it's it was just people from all over the world around each other and blocking an entire walkway of one of the biggest airports in the world and the busiest airports in the world during the holiday season 
And even after that, like half of the other side was taken up with just people standing too. So you could mm -hmm. only walk like two people wide, maybe three, if you're small shouldered, you know, um, not a person complained about, I can't get through or excuse me, or, you know, <laughs> it's just a game, not, not a single complaint it, the entire airport, all on the same wavelength, like just happy to be around each other. People cheering when Mbappe scores every shot that Messi takes after. Oh, right. And everybody's just having a good time around each other. Yeah. And it gave me a different perspective on like humans and humanity. Right. Cause I think when you get stuck in like internet world, especially Twitter now. Right. And I find stuff on Twitter fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. It's like our only real true discourse, like platform that people actually type, you know, and it's not just memes and other people's stuff on Facebook. It's not just, pictures of bullshit on Instagram trying to show how great your life is when it's not, yeah. you know, and looking for validation. It's where people talk, but it's never, it's always like hot take central. And that's what it really turned into so much that like on my podcast account, you'll see I unfollowed like over half the people I was following. Oh, I got rid of like every fantasy analyst smart it because I was like, just getting triggered by it. I was like, why are you posting stuff like this? Like, this makes no sense. You can't believe yeah. this and doing it just to get an engagement. And that, that seems weird to me. And it bugs me because I felt like I did that slash we did that as a podcast, right. Or a show for like a month straight or whatever. Right. Once we started doing YouTube and stuff. So I was like, mm -hmm. you know, one of my best performing YouTubes is Nick Sirianni is a, a fake tough guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And just trashing them. And it's like, the guy's a good football coach, but um, it just gave me a different perspective. And it, it made, me, it was really fun to be around just people that are happy enjoying the moment mm -hmm. i guess you would say and i was talking to a guy at work today his name's also nate but he went skiing or snowboarding up in the mountains this last weekend and he said the same thing he was like it was awkward he's like everybody was happy everybody's willing to help you you know you're struggling to get down a mountain mm -hmm. someone stops and it's like hey you know focus on this a little bit more or whatever like that and it was just like not a single gripe, not a bitch moan, not somebody stressed out. Mm -hmm. There's snowboards just hanging out outside of a ski lodge while people are eating or, you know, warming up a little bit or something like that. Yeah. Not a single snowboard stolen. Right. And you get the sense of what the world's like by watching the news or Twitter or all this bad shit and all this negativity. But when you get out around real people, it's not like that most of the time. So shout out to humans on yeah. earth for not being what we see on the socials or in on the in just in general in media, you, right? You gotta be careful with social media. Do you know what chat GPT is? Have you heard of this? Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, it's I mean, it's very easy. A couple mm -hmm. dozen lines of Python coding to make a bot to go mm -hmm. online. Like would you can go to chat GPT, make an account and you could tell it, write me a fantasy football article and yeah. it will sit there and write it for you. I yeah. might start doing that to save myself some time. No, but you can make, do you, dude, dude, you can make a bot. Like there's so many data points that these things are fed. Like you could mm -hmm. be on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, in the comment section, arguing with these things. Yeah. And how much of that um, are people using to like inflate their numbers? Right. Like yeah. how many Twitter accounts do I have for yeah, these yeah, exact yeah. same purposes? Right. Just yeah. to create, stir the pot a little bit. Right. Like imagine if I, if I was like Derekot and I could code some stuff and just have these bots do it for me. Right. Yeah. I just point them to the right link. Right. I just paste yeah. in whatever the tweet or the Facebook post is. So, like, you got to be careful. But like how much of this stuff is actual, authentic, organic people like creating content and arguing. Right. Like there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of made up yeah. a lot of fake controversy. So I, I don't know. I would I would kind of steer clear of that or just keep that in mind when you're looking in the comment sections on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. But I don't know. All that kind of just to say, like 
all that other stuff, right? And all the cynicism and stuff like that. And I've really been trying to focus on this because what Trey talked about, right? About being positive and hate and all that kind of stuff has really been with me for like since he, since we talked about it and we did that podcast episode three weeks ago. Um, Can we double down? (laughs) Yeah, we doubled down. Um, But even just after it, like after I posted that episode, it just didn't feel good or whatever like that. And I was just like, I inherently look at everything negative, right? And then, just being in the airport made it think, made me think about it. Like, yo, it's actually pretty good out here. Right. Yeah. Or just how I view humans and all that kind of stuff, because not everybody's really like that. So the no, majority of the all. world doesn't do that shit. So yep. we, most of us just read. So uh, shout out to humans. That's my rave. We got to get out more this coming up year, but let's <sighs> pay some homage. Tony, you got a podcast 58 West King. What do you guys got going on? Uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, Amazon, they've got their own podcast p- platform. Pandora, we're on Pandora. Do you know that? Yeah. Um, Odyssey, all of them. We're on all. We're on like fifteen. There's so many. What the hell's Odyssey? But uh, it's its own little. Uh, like like iHeartRadio, they have their own. App. There's in, a bunch of them, dude. Only in Jerusalem. I don't know. Are you guys big in Israel? <laughs> uh, not as big in Israel as we are in Poland. I'll tell yeah. you that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we do weekly episodes. We do NFL previews. We make picks for all the games. We're just money line picks. We're batting about six fifty. On the nice. season, we're just above that line, so um, it's all free. You know, we make the picks. It's about thirty minute episode each week. We got content on Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, and then we nice. post all that stuff on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, check us out, Matt Graham. He's in our our league here in Taco Corp. Uh, he's the co commish. Uh, he is the talent. He's very entertaining, but he does that alongside me. I'm looking forward to the off season because I think we'll have more latitude on like when we got to record, right? Like it could mm-hmm. be a Saturday morning or a Sunday and prep it and all that kind of stuff to be able to yeah. get Matt on a little bit more. Um, you know, I know he's a busy dude, works a lot, sports family, does the good yeah. stuff, real man's man. Um, but we miss his voice on here. And like you said, yeah. he's the talent. So he's a lot can... of fun. He, he's so good at like improvisation too. So yeah. uh, he, he's awesome to, to yeah. co-host with. You know, Matt's done stand-up comedy before. I do. I do know yeah, this. He's yeah. really good at it. So um, interesting stuff. But And then go check out Terrence's podcast. You've heard him here last week, the Whiskey Flick podcast. He's got shows that are out there that are pretty evergreen. If you're into Christmas stuff, especially yeah. the fact that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, go back to episode one and you'll hear me make my point and take my stance and be um, – my word, I don't even know if it's a word, lambasted for it uh, <laughs> by Tony and Terrence on why they think it is a Christmas movie. But um, look, it's good to be critical. It's not good to be cynical. So that is my tip for the week. You got anything else before we get out of here for this week, Tony? Anything you want to tell the people? Uh, so I, I think about that every time you talk about Evergreen with the whiskey mm-hmm. flick. Like I, I hate that about our shows. Like yeah. your show is pretty good about yeah. You have content that kind of i don't know survives the test of time but like our show every week you can just hit the eject button you don't have to listen to it um terrence's stuff whiskey flick like you could go listen to our diehard one now and it's still relevant yeah you could go listen to the batman one he just did or spider verse one with uh, josh callis mentioned him earlier like they're still relevant so i do like that about terrence's stuff and i'm kind of jealous i'm a little jealous terrence <laughs> yep 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 all right so go check that out um banger of the week so Give some props to a very good musician, a very good singer, right? It is the Christmas time. It is time to be in the Christmas spirit. One of, I think they're the number one sports podcast in the world. They say it every episode. I don't know if you've listened to their episodes or their show, New Heights. Uh, no. It's really good. It's a really good podcast. But they started off with new news. <laughs> Still the number one sports podcast in the planet Earth. And I think they're 
like two weeks ago, they were ranked like number three overall podcasts in the world. And it was behind like only Joe Rogan and like some NPR or something like that. Right. Two massive podcasts. They're, they're way up there. It's really, really good. It's fun, but it's Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, but this Christmas song right here, Jason Kelsey put out a Christmas album this year, Tony, him, a couple other athletes on the team, three athletes, Philadelphia Eagles players sang some Christmas songs. Banger of the week, Christmas, Baby Come Home by Jason Kelsey. Critical, not cynical. Merry Christmas. For Tony, I'm Nate. Love you, bye. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Festivus. Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Is it happy Kwanzaa? Yeah, I I don't know. Fucking shout out to whatever your holiday is during December. (laughs) Yeah, make it happy. Christmas at all I remember when